Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. On today's show, we're going to be joined by Michael Dorte, sports editor for the Latin Times and also a contributing writer to Newsweek and NBCLA to discuss the current mindset of the LA Galaxy and what we think the issue is with these bad performances, no offense, and giving up late goals. It's a great show with 100% focus on your LA Galaxy with the people who cover this team day in and day out. So don't go anywhere. Corner of the Galaxy from the box is just getting started. Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Now, here are your hosts, Josh Gessman and LA Galaxy insider, Adam Serrano. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. As Michael Araujo just told you, I am your host, Josh Gessman. Joining me is LA Galaxy insider, Mr. Adam Serrano. A disappointing loss for the LA Galaxy, 2 to nothing. Up in Vancouver, uh, no offense to speak of, a, a horrible performance, and hopefully with our guests today, we'll be able to talk a little bit about what the LA Galaxy are doing wrong, what they're doing right, what they can fix, and all that fun stuff. So please welcome to the show, sports editor for the Latin Times, a contributing writer to Newsweek and NBCLA, please welcome Mr. Michael Duarte. Michael, thanks for stopping by. Thank you, guys. How are you doing? Uh, we're, we're hanging in there. A little uh, little dismayed by the 2 nothing loss uh, to the Vancouver Whitecaps up at Vancouver. Uh, not exactly exciting uh, soccer played by the LA Galaxy, which is something that you don't really expect uh, uh, to see from this LA Galaxy team. So my first question to you then, Michael, is after this 2 nothing loss on the road, how dejected does this team look just in the way that they're talking in the press and, and sort of their comments after the game? Well, from what I've seen, especially coming from the head coach Bruce Arena, um, I think they, I think they take responsibility for their their performance over the past few games, and I think they are looking to right the ship and turn it around. I think they're more disappointed in themselves at their performance than dejected. What do you guys think, Adam? Adam, how do you take that as well? Do you think they're disappointed? Are they dejected? Are the are the shoulders down? Is the head pointed towards the ground? What do you got from them? I mean, I think they were frankly pretty disappointed with how they played against Vancouver. I honestly, I can't remember a Galaxy regular season game where I saw them play that poorly. And you know, I attended those games uh, when they lost, you know, four nothing to uh, the Sounders back when, and their big loss to New England. This was a comprehensive 
galaxy loss. There was no silver lining in this performance whatsoever. And I think that, you know, they got a little bit of a rude awakening from a Whitecaps team that is certainly going to challenge in the Western Conference this year with their talent. Uh, and I think, you know, they know that they've got to match that kind of intensity in their games. And they've got a big one coming up this weekend against Seattle. Yeah, yeah. Intensity is an issue. Uh, Michael, can you say we, we've heard over the last couple of games that they've said, you know, oh, this is a wake up call for us. You know, this is a wake up call. And it seems like they're getting a lot of wake up calls and they keep hitting the snooze button. Um, you know, is, is there some complacency building within this L.A. Galaxy team that you can see from covering them? I think anytime you come off of a long MLS Cup winning season like the Galaxy have just done, there is a certain complacency, especially when you start the new season. Um, one thing that I've observed uh, is that this team tends to start slow and then finish strong. We saw the exact same thing last year. Um, you know, at the midway point last year, we were wondering if the Galaxy were even going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of the season, they were competing for the Supporters' Shield up until the last day of the match. Uh, so I think complacency is a natural thing. It's human nature, especially for a team like this who just won the Cup. Uh, and I think they will write the ship, absolutely. Adam, I actually used the term back in 2008 whenever talking about that Vancouver game. All right, so that's how far back I had to go in my mind to remember how poorly the LA Galaxy played. I mean, from from a fan's perspective, which is what I bring sometimes, Adam, it's it was I didn't even get angry at the television. I wasn't even mad because there was just there was nothing there from that game. So, I mean, is this something that you see is more epidemic? Do you do you agree with Michael? Is complacency sort of something that can almost be expected after this uh, after the MLS Cup win? I don't think the word is complacency, but I do think it's about matching an intensity. You know, I had a conversation with one of the players uh, as we were leaving the stadium at DC Place. We talked about the idea that this team has to realize that every single time they're going to play, you know, they're going to get the best game from whomever they're playing. That in itself, the Galaxy coming to town is a huge matchup, and they have to raise that level the, to the level of champions because that's pretty much what this game is for other teams. And you know that Vancouver were riding a three-game winning streak. Mm-hmm. You know they wanted to stretch it to four, their first time in club history, and they saw the Galaxy game and they're like, okay, we have to match ourselves against defending champions and show that we're a real contender at least early on. And I think that that's what they're not doing. Games are being lost in that sort of mentality. When you look at a game like Vancouver, they've actually had, you know, a good performance where I think they deserve three points in D.C. So it really just shows you the fine line of now we're talking about, oh, the Galaxy haven't won since the first week of the season when we could be talking about, okay, well, the Galaxy have, you know, X amount of points after this game, this game could be, you know, possibly an anomaly. But now, you know, what we're talking it has a little bit of a streak. Yeah, yeah, it it but is. Adam, go ahead, go ahead, Michael. I was say, Adam, but Adam, don't you believe that that the Galaxy, being the perennial franchise in the MLS, have always had to take, you know, the best shot at being their plumbing on any given day for many, many years? Well, that's the responsibility of teams that are you know, winning organizations. That's what the Yankees have to deal with. That's what the Lakers have to deal with. That's the way that you play when you are the champions, when you are that big market team. You have to raise your level. And, you know, it's it's a little bit of an old sports adage, but 
you can definitely see it when you see teams like Vancouver, teams that are, you know, coming up and they're really trying to make their name in MLS or in whatever sport it is, you know, it's a different team. So you have to be able to match that sort of intensity. You have to be able to match that sort of willingness. And when you look at this Vancouver game, you know, you saw a team that was getting beat to second ball, the team that wasn't really challenging. And you saw a Vancouver team that was simply buzzing from the moment that Baltimore Toledo blew the whistle. So, you know, it's something that you have to deal with. And if, you know, you said that they kind of build as the season goes on. Well, they're going to have to build right now to show, you know, okay, they're really not slipping. All right, Michael, but we talk about, you know, this mentality and, and having to go against and always getting a team's best. But, I mean, we also have to look at the fact is, does this LA Galaxy team, as it's constituted right now, have the talent to compete against even somebody like Vancouver? Do you see holes out there do you see do you see positives do you see pluses what do you see when you see this LA Galaxy team come out against Vancouver and and be so flat yeah I'm glad you brought that up Josh I think there's a lot of factors at play here one thing I think that we can absolutely target is how they've been playing on the road um I think that's a big thing and that goes all the way back to the end of last season as well. I think right. they've lost their eighth or, or, or haven't won eight consecutive games on the road dating back to last season. So, you know, and that that goes into what Adam said, but it's also a little different because you can target that one area. Let's look at the fact that for a road team to have the chance come into your building, that place is rocking every time the Galaxy come to town, and they do want to beat the champs, like Adam said, you know, similar to the Yankees or the Lakers, like other organizations have to deal with. But it's that mentality and having to match the intensity on the road that I think the Galaxy do need to, to come to that point. It's not just a matter of uh, talent, like you said. I, I think they are very, very talented. Once they get Steven Gerrard uh, midway through this season, they'll be even more talented. I don't think talent's the issue. I think it's raising their game when they go on the road. Adam, do you, do you agree with that? Do you think they have enough talent, or do you think this team is lacking in some areas? I mean, this team is missing certain things that you still saw from that championship team. You know, we always talk about Landon Donovan, but, you know, and how he kind of took the pressure off a guy like Robbie Keane because, you know, you look at Josh Zardes, who's essentially the team's second, you know, big offensive option right now, and he's still a very young player. You know, he's going to go through this kind of ups and downs, and we're still trying to figure out if he's going to be a very streaky kind of forward like he was last year when the Galaxy going to be a little bit more consistent when Keane isn't really, you know, playing at his best. But the loss of Marcelo Sarvas really, I think, is kind of – change the dynamic of the way this team is playing right now. In Vancouver, you didn't see a team that could really match that kind of physicality, to get kind of stuck in, as you will, really be have a high-pressure type of offense. You saw a more methodical team, you know, play like Juninho, mm-hmm. like to hold back and play that type of really, you know, possession-oriented game. Same with a guy like Mika Veronin, and to a lesser extent, Abagio, who's finished. So you didn't really have the ability to kind of match that pressure that the Whitecaps were bringing. And I think that that's an area right now where I don't see the Galaxy having a true replacement. You know, right. a lot of people on Twitter were talking about, oh, maybe this team, you know, was, was lacking in some areas. You know, they were under strength. 
against Vancouver. But, you know, in my opinion, I think that the Galaxy put out the best they could possibly get. Yes, Jose Villarreal was out, but, I mean, quite frankly, that's a Galaxy team that should win that game. They're, they're strong enough. They have enough experienced players, enough championship-caliber players to win and you know you didn't see that result. Well, well, Michael, you're really looking at some sort at a different sort of uh, style whenever Jose Villarreal doesn't play because I mean, like it or not, Jose Villarreal really does mirror sort of how Landon Donovan liked to play at that left mid role. So whenever you lose him, you're, you're starting you're having to start a, a, a you know building or, or doing different things in that midfield. And to me, it seems like we talk about that physical presence that Adam talks about. So you don't have that physical presence, and everything seems to be revolving around the midfield and its inability really to do its job. Do you do you see a problem with that midfield or is it other areas that are bleeding into the midfield? Is it everywhere? I think you can absolutely target the midfield, but it, it, you can also target other areas as well. Uh, I know that's not really a, a succinct answer, but the midfield is a main problem. Um, I'm glad you brought that up and I'm glad that Adam brought that up. I, I think Arena has been playing and experimenting with that midfield since the beginning of the season. Uh, as he said, Mika is, is a guy that they brought over uh, at the start of the season to try to kind of fill that role and change it. Um, you look at, at the loss of Marcelo Sarvis and how do you replace that even more than, than you replace a guy like Donovan, uh, who Sidich has come into that role. So I think they need a midfielder that can come in here and dominate possession. What I saw in that Vancouver game was a huge lack of possession on the side of the Galaxy, and it cost them. And another thing that Adam brought up that we should discuss is some other holes, such as the play of, of Giazzi's artist. And, you know, one of the great defenders in this league was, was Russell Siebert. He was shadowing Robbie Keane all night. And it's no, Keane is one of the most phenomenal players, not just in this league, but in soccer in general. And he had a good defender on him all night. And you need a guy like Zardes to step up in that role. He's your other forward. He has to kind of get on the board and get some scoring chances. And he really didn't get a whole lot. And that is a big flaw. And then if you want to talk about the final hole, I see it's been the play so far in the start of this season at left back by Robbie Rogers. Uh, he has had, whether it's a mental lapse like he had against Houston, um, or just some bad plays like he had you know, at the end of the D.C. United game, mm-hmm. Uh, and you saw here in the Vancouver game, he didn't get the start. You know, he didn't have good playing and coming in, but, but Bruce didn't start him in that game. And so uh, I know Robbie having to move to that position has been difficult, and you're going to have some growing pains, some up and down, but his play needs to be better for the Galaxy to be better as well. Michael, I want to finish with you, and then uh, we'll go ahead and take a break here. But um, what do you see? Do you see like all these things can be fixed? Can they be fixed before Steven Gerrard comes, or do you expect it to be you know rough sailing from here until uh, until our, our midfielder from across the pond arrives? I think I think they can be fixed. Absolutely. Um, I think when Gerrard arrives. Uh, I like that the midfielder from across the pond. I do think the excitement that surrounds him and coming to the league is going to kind of re-energize everybody. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, like I said, I just mentioned before with Robbie Rogers, I think he really needs to kind of look in the mirror and, and figure out what kind of player he wants to be uh, at left back and really take on and accept that role and do it for the full 90 minutes. Uh, one thing as far as the rough sailing, I don't worry about the Galaxy at home. I think they're the best home team in the entire league. Right. I, I still worry about them on the road. I think they have plenty of time to figure it out as the season progresses. One thing I want to look at, though, 
uh, and you can bring this up too, is mirroring Team USA and the men's national team. They tend to give up late goals, mm-hmm. especially like you saw them do against DC United. They did it against Portland. Uh, it wasn't quite so late against Vancouver, but they were both second-half goals. And the Galaxy's style especially when trailing or needing a goal late, is to kind of move everybody up and kind of play for that goal uh, to give ahead. And that can make you vulnerable for counterattacks on the other end. And mm-hmm. I think it happened both times because of it. Well, it's certainly something that I think fans will be watching um, as to see how the LA Galaxy can really start to close out these games a little stronger and also to be competitive in games where usually we see them competitive and they certainly have a strong, strong challenge coming up on Sunday whenever the Seattle Sounders come to town. So, Michael, certainly want to appreciate you stopping by. I'm always nice to talk to you. If you're trying to uh, find Michael again, he writes for uh, Latin Times. That's latintimes.com. Also a contributing writer at Newsweek and NBCLA. So lots of places to find him. Uh, Michael, any, anywhere else we can find you? Yeah, you can find me at StubHub Center. So come on out and, uh, and cheer on the Galaxy for the home game. Well, perfect. Well, we certainly, again, thank you for stopping by. All right, so whenever we get back, Mr. LA Galaxy insider Adam Serrano and I will be coming back to uh, maybe I'll get some a little bit of talking time into this. That sounds like fun. If you're listening to Back Pocket Memory right now, make sure you go to iTunes and download their stuff. They give us their music so that way you guys can listen and download it. So we want you to do that as well. So whenever we get back, LA Galaxy Insider Adam Serrano, me, Josh Gessman, talking some more of the LA Galaxy and some of the issues maybe that I see. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. We'll be right back. For some more Corner of the Galaxy, don't forget to head over to the website for all the latest podcasts, news, and more. Visit us online at cornerofthegalaxy.com. Hey, this is Chris. This is Eddie. This is Jason. And we're from Back Pocket Memory, and you're listening to Corner of the Galaxy. And welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Josh Gessman, Mr. LA Galaxy Insider with you once again. Glad to have uh, Michael Duarte from the Latin Times on with us. Always good to get some... uh, some new voices on here, but now it's my turn to talk. I'm excited about that. Um, I had to live through the horror that was that Vancouver game, and like I said, I almost didn't get mad about it, but I probably should have gotten mad about it. Um, see, for me, I think, Adam, the main places that I sort of disagree with you and Michael at is that um, we talk about talent and does this team have enough talent right now? And from from what I see, maybe I shouldn't say talent. Maybe I should say speed because in Vancouver, on that turf, and in some of the games before that, the LA Galaxy have looked slow. Um, when you have somebody like Baggio Husidic who anchors that midfield, and granted, uh, uh, you know, I don't think he was supposed to necessarily anchor the midfield in this particular game, but it ended up working out that way. Um, you know, I just, it, it's tough for me to get behind Baggio Husidic, and you know I've had my questions about him in the past. Where am I wrong? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I think it's tough when you look at the way this team is currently organized. You're seeing a lot of midfielders who have a lot of similar traits, I think. And 
where I was talking with, you know, with Michael and yourself about the fact they missed Marcelo Sardis. They missed what he brought in terms of having that, not necessarily speed, a la, you know, Kutamane, Darren Manic, but that quickness and that ability to kind of make your your opponents feel uncomfortable. I mean, when you talk about a guy like Marcelo, I remember having a conversation with some people from New England after the before the MLS Cup final who were raving about Jermaine Jones. And I said, well, you know what? Jermaine Jones is never going to forget the day that he played against Marcelo Sarbas. He's going to play uh, 90 minutes, and I think more than 90 minutes, under the guy's shirt because it's just that intense and that much on top of you. And I think the Galaxy don't really have a guy like that right now. You know, Baggio brings a great passing game. He likes to get forward. But same with, you know, a guy like uh, like Janino and you know, a little bit with Nico Varanen, but they don't have that kind of defensive pressure, that defensive quickness. And I think that that's what, you know, the team was lacking in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what they don't have right now and might not have until they get Steven Gerrard. Well, and then we go from, from quickness on one side to sort of quickness or or maybe not so much quickness. How much just performance on the other side with with uh, Omar Gonzalez? I know people have been critical of him. I know I've been critical of him. Um, but I just I I need more. I mean I I talk about wanting more from players. I need more from people like Bajio Husidic. I need more from players like Robbie Rogers, who again you know I think Michael correctly pointed out has not had his best start to the season. And you know even whenever I was talking with Alexi Lawless last week, um, previewing this Vancouver game, you know it was talking about Robbie Rogers and his sustainability, whether. Or not he can sustain what he did last year moving to that left back role or whether that was just such a a peak a a career high for him that maybe that he can never match that level again and it's something that you need to find out so I need Robbie Rogers to step up and I need Omar Gonzalez to step up and do something he's a designated player on the field and right now the LA Galaxy are playing with one designated player and that's Robbie Keane and so for me to see the performance in Vancouver not saying that Omar Gonzalez had a horrible game in Vancouver he didn't but he didn't make a difference. And that's what you need from designated players. You need them to make a difference. And I'm not seeing that from him. And whenever you only have two playmakers, that's that's whenever it really freaks me out as well. Whenever you only have a guy like Robbie Keane and Giassi's artist, and there's only two of them, there's ways to mark one or both of them. And then that stops things from happening. You need to find somebody else. So who's going to be that guy to step up in your mind, Adam? Who needs to make the difference? You know, I mean, there's lots to unpack there, but I think you you start what's up with the back, you know, I think performances along the defense, I think have not been up to par, you know, for any, any player really. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you, you talk about Leonardo being the guy who was really, you know, the anchor at the start. And he yes. certainly was, you know, he has, you know, he's had his issues in the past, but you know, he's played well, but you know, he's still coming back from an injury. We'll see if uh, he can come back before this game. I don't know if you will, but you know, you do need to see more from a guy like Omar Gonzalez. You need to see him, you know, be a little bit more active on plays. You know, you looked at what, um, you know, Kendall Watson was able to do. You know, he was quick on the ball playing against the Galaxy. You know, he was making tackles. He was being, you know, he was being that kind of conduit in the defense, linking up their guys. Somebody made an issue. You know, he was able to, to scoop it up and get back on that defense. You want to see Omar do that. You know, you want to see more from Jaime Pinedo. And he's got to be, got to be a lot more active in the penalty area, just coming and scooping up balls and being, you know, a more of a presence. I don't think he's been enough of a presence this year, and that's going to hurt this team in addition to their defensive lapses. Then you talk about 
you know, it seems like we're always talking about who's going to be that that third person. We talked about that with Robbie Keane and Landon Donovan, right. the third person to step up. You know, Mike McGee was traded, mm-hmm. and now that Landon's gone, we're talking about that with Jossie's artist. You know, I think that that's where you want to see a player like Jose Villarreal or a player like Stefan Ishizaki start to make that jump and to really become that asset. You know, we right. thought that Ishizaki might be able to settle into that last year, but I, you know, he's been so up and down with the way that he's played. We you know, you don't know if you're going to get that consistency from him game in and game out. And we know what Jared will bring when he comes. But right now, I think that, you know, your best case is probably a guy like Jose Villarreal who's looked active. But, you know, he also has his limitations. He is a young player. He's going to go through ups and downs as well. And he also has a little bit of a size issue. Yes, he can, you know, accompany that and fix that with, mm-hmm. you know, the way that he's, he's a physical presence, but he's still going to have that sort of issue. He's still going to he's still gonna be know, small. account for it. Yeah, he's still going to have to account for it. So I think that, you know, he's probably the person that I would say is most likely to do that. And finally, you know, you look at a guy like Robbie Rogers, you know, he has had his ups and downs this season. And, you know, he said it himself. He's been very honest and forthcoming with his uh, mistakes. You know, maybe I think he might be, you know, a little bit unfairly criticized for that Daily Own play because, you know, Nick Daily Own made such a great move. It was you know, a maybe good move. He wasn't, yes. You know, the positioning the positioning wasn't the best, but, you know, he has to be more consistent along the back line. But as I said earlier, I think that's, you know, that, Accounts for every single player on that back line. They have to be more consistent. They have to be able to build that presence. And right now, I just don't know where it's. It's not going to come from a simple, you know, putting an AJ and Omar together and saying, "Okay, well, everything is fine." Right. It has to come between every single player stepping up their game and starting to play as a unit. You know, we're only five games in. I know. Um, so there's plenty of time to do that, but. You know, it's still a long process. It is. It is. It's going to be a, a trying process, perhaps, as you wait to sort of see what it finally looks like with Steven Gerrard in the lineup. But the LA Galaxy need to get points, and before that happens, in a very competitive Western Conference, so uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that all goes. The LA Galaxy will face off against the Seattle Sounders, so you have the defending MLS Cup champions versus the defending Supporters Shield uh, winners on Sunday at 4 p.m. Pacific. This game is on Fox Sports One and Fox. Portes um, at StubHub Center. Get your tickets there. LAGalaxy.com forward slash tickets for this exciting game and replica championship rings at the match presented by Children's Hospital of Los Angeles. So uh, definitely something that you want to uh, be there for. It should be an interesting test for a a not good looking LA Galaxy team at this point against a Seattle team who has done okay to start this season. In fact, won a game one to nothing uh, playing with just 10 men uh, over the weekend. So that's uh, that's what you have to look forward to. Adam, anything else you want to bring to this conversation before we get on out of here? You know, we're talking about intensity. We're talking about how the Galaxy, you know, have to rise to the occasion. If there was any game, any team that they were going to want to show up against, and to show that they still, you know, they're still the best team in the Western Conference. It's right. going to show that the MLS Cup champs have to be feared at Seattle Sounders SC. So I expect a big performance from the team to get back on the saddle when they play Seattle. It's going to be a, a fun one. All right, if you're looking for Mr. LA Galaxy Insider Adam Serrano, you can get him on Twitter at LA Galaxy Insider. And of course, go to LAGalaxy.com forward slash blog for all of his writing, covering the team 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. 
even in Vancouver, whenever the team is horrible, Adam Serrano will be there for him. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at jgesman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N. And of course, the music provided on this particular podcast by Back Pocket Memory. Uh, you can get them on Twitter at Back Pocket Memory. Just remove all those vowels, and that's how that works. So, all right, the LA Galaxy versus the Seattle Sounders coming up on Sunday. We'll have a podcast to preview that as well as probably have another podcast thrown in there. It's a busy week for our show, so make sure you head over to cornerofthegalaxy.com to get all of that information and all of our podcasts, all of our writings, everything there. All right, for LA Galaxy insider Adam Serrano, I'm Josh Getson. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy from the Box podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Corner of the Galaxy and its related podcasts are part of Backheel.com. Backheel.com is a collection of soccer podcasts and multimedia offerings covering soccer around the world. You can follow them at Backheel.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you here again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.